0: the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Oral Sessions with me, Renee Paquette. Today, my friends, we are deviating off of the path. This show, thus far, has been a bunch of wrestlers, some fighters. But today, we bring on our very first Thespian. I'm very excited for this. This is a dude that I've wanted to hang out with. I've wanted to chat with him. We're supposed to bring him on some WWE backstage, do some stuff at WWE. But that time just never came, so I started my own damn show, and I brought him on here. Uh, You guys may know him from, uh, you know, many different films, um, such as Straight Outta Compton, uh, Den of Thieves, uh, Ingrid Goes West, could rattle off a bunch of this guy's work. He's incredible. He knows how to steal a scene. He's charming as all hell. Just brings such a fun energy. You guys also may know him for being an absolute dead ringer for his father, Ice Cube. On the show today is O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, we've, we met, uh, actually in the parking lot at the Staples Center when he was able to come down to some shows and we had Raw or Smack down there. And he's a longtime WWE fan. Uh, I'm a longtime movie fan and being able to watch his career and the incredible things he's been able to do as he carves his own path, which is not an easy thing to do as a generational talent from the loins of a man like Ice Cube. But O'Shea is just doing things. On his own terms, in his own way, but also just thoroughly embraces all things Ice Cube. You know, I feel like going into this interview, I mean, there's no way to not talk about that. His breakout role, of course, is playing his father in Straight out of Compton. But you don't want to just talk about that. But he embraces it, which is really, really cool. Um, I respect the hell out of everything that this dude's done. Um, And he can come on the show anytime he wants. Because he just brings such a fun energy. I literally feel like the whole crew that sits in on this podcast um, from the volume network. We literally hung up with O'Shea and we're all like, man, what a good guy. We all, I think, fell a little bit in love with O'Shea Jackson Jr. Um, So I think you guys are going to really love this interview. He just, yeah, he brought so much energy from talking about wrestling, his acting career to um, just his journey through getting to where he is now uh, to to studying at USC, studying uh, script writing to him being not a Raiders fan and telling me how much they blow but his love of the Lakers his love of Kobe we cover all of it uh so without further ado guys let's get into it here's my dude O'Shea Jackson Jr you guys are gonna love this make sure you follow him on all of his platforms in all of the things that he does you want to be a part of this journey I assure you here he is We get O'Shea Jackson Jr. on the show to hang out. I feel like this has been a long ass time coming. I mean, we were trying to do stuff when I was in WWE, tried mm. to get you on backstage and that show got canceled. You get <laughs> But mm. now we get to do this.
1: Yeah, man. It's been a long time coming. Definitely down. You know, I'm, I've been a fan of you. Your jacket game was always crazy. <laughs> crazy. That's,
0: jacket. that's the thing that I miss the most, I would say, during this pandemic is like if I put on one of those jackets now, it, it doesn't fit my beige room. It doesn't.
1: <laughs> want my, it would be so
0: weird. And I legit thought about it. I was like, I need to have a little more razzle dazzle because that sort of has been my thing for so long. Yeah. And Now I'm just basic as all hell.
1: Yeah, there's a few tweets from me that'll be like, Renee's jacket is killing it tonight.
0: <laughs> Which I appreciate. I mean, we didn't get it right before we started because we weren't recording. But like these chains you have on are no joke.
1: It's me fake getting dressed, especially for Zooms. We're so easy. I've been in sweats and basketball shorts for so long that my new formula is to just you can wear whatever you want. If you throw a chain on, it just looks like you're put together.
0: <laughs> what is your, what has been your favorite brand of sweats to go to during all of this? Have you expanded? Have you tried? Have you dabbled?
1: I don't like the Adidas because the zipper goes to the bottom of my foot because I'm supposed to wear it with shoes. And I always step on the zipper and it hurts. And then. They uh, also
0: don't stretch very well. Adidas <laughs> yeah. don't have a good stretch to them.
1: And the Nike, man, it's just a hug. And also, the pockets, <laughs> zippers on the pockets. You know how many times I've lost something because I wore sweats?
0: <laughs> you can't walk fast. You oh. can't turn fast. Anything that's in your pockets is gone.
1: Sweats is for chilling.
0: Happy belated birthday.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Hell yeah. What did you do for your birthday?
1: I've been in Virginia for like oh. half a year. I was filming a show out here, Swagger, and it got stopped because of the pandemic. So we came back, but I celebrated it. Here and last year I celebrated it here.
0: What is Virginia like right now?
1: The town damn near closes at nine. If it's nine o'clock, you're not getting no postmate.
0: That ruins everything. If you can't get postmates at a certain time or you need to like have something and keep it cold in the fridge, that no. ruins the game.
1: It's over. Like that's the it's the whole point is that I don't feel like getting up, but you must, so go <laughs> get it for me. <laughs>
0: please, please. I'll tip heftily. Yeah,
1: okay. I get my stars like it's nothing.
0: For the love of God, I did that last night with Chick-fil-A and I tweeted about it and I didn't realize the shit firestorm that comes oh, yeah. from supporting Chick-fil-A. People I had no idea. Them. I'd never really had it. So mm. that was my whole thing. I was like, oh my God, I love this. And people were like, boo. I was like, Ooh, oh, you, like you like good food? Weirdo? Like, you- <laughs> yeah, it's scary, I scary that. stuff. But uh, yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. But anyway, shout out to Postmates for delivering
1: yeah, it, Postmates. promptly
0: and warmly. So, okay. So you and I know each other from the wrestling world, obviously. I know you from outside of that, of course, but that's how we met. Are you still watching wrestling at all?
1: I've really gotten a kick out of what WWE has been doing with Roman Reigns. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for him to be mean for so long. And now he's just a tank. Before it was like, I guess, unbelievable. that like, oh, of course, Roman wins. When you're the bad guy, he just looks like a dominant, just monster. So I've been getting a real good kick out of that.
0: Um, I also saw you're like a big Bianca Belair fan. Wow. I can't speak. She's magical too. She's the best.
1: Oh yeah. She's like just dope. When I found out the story, I was like, yeah, that's her. That's her right there. And her and uh, her husband uh, Montez Ford, they've always been just dope to me. You know, they've always either looked out on Twitter or, but I've just always supported them when um WWE went to Staples for the first SmackDown on Fox because they told me that I was going to go on the blue carpet. I'm rocking my, you know, my Street Profits gear. And, you know, Bianca has sent, you know, signed stuff for my sister before. And so I've always been there to kind of see Bianca getting down, getting mad that the NXT wouldn't give her the
0: title. At least she got the payoff. Because sometimes you're just like, come on, obviously give this girl the ball. She's insane. But now she gets to go and headline WrestleMania. I'm assuming she's going to be headlining one of the nights with Sasha. It's got to roll out that way. You can't deny how good she is.
1: Yeah, and like there, I I just like how that match is getting set up. Because, Yeah. yeah, you had the documentary on Bianca right before the Royal Rumble. And then everybody... Instantly is rooting for her. Little did they know. <laughs> and then now with you know, uh, with Sasha going on Stone Cold's uh broken skull, like I just have yeah. a new love for both of them. It's gonna suck. Whatever, whatever happens, I'm gonna be like, this is so whack.
0: Okay, who are you going with though? Who do you I hope, know? Who do you hope wins? You can't be on the fence about this.
1: No, thanks. Snoop's cousin. We're practically mm-hmm. family. Did,
0: <laughs> you ever, did you guys ever meet prior?
1: Just at a, a wrestling event. Oh,
0: OK. That would have been yeah. wild if you guys like met each other as like kids or something.
1: You know, it's West Coast family, but she is from Boston. And I don't you know. I'm a Lakers <laughs> fan. I, so I got to go with Bianca. Go right. Bianca.
0: Fair enough. I think it's time to like push that girl to the moon. The thing is, Sasha Banks is so good and also gotcha a beach. sweet spot that she doesn't really need to have a title. She's good no matter what, but if you put that title on Bianca and let her run with that, like just with her yeah, story, her like run. you said, let her do it. Let her just. Plus go that forward.
1: heel, Banks.
0: Whew. Sasha Body can only be a heel. Always oh a heel through and through. <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's the she way that She has, it has it that
1: works. look. She has that look, and she she's a great shit talker. Monster. Oh. Yeah. Monster.
0: Her social media game is amazing of just like, she knows how to like talk that shit.
1: Oh, yeah. she keeps it loaded. She keeps yeah. it loaded for yeah. anybody who wanted.
0: Okay, so what initially got you into wrestling? What was like the first thing that you're like, oh, I'm into this?
1: It was my brother, Daryl. My my older brother, Daryl, was big into it. He really loved Shawn Michaels. He really loved Stone Cold, of course, Rock. But Shawn Michaels is who I remember my brother talking the most about because we had we had this WWF game on Sega Genesis. And we would always play that. And the only character that I would seem to be like able to do damage with was The Undertaker. So that was my guy. <laughs> so I'm always riding with The Undertaker. And then the older I got and I started to be able to understand the storylines a little better and like really peep what was going on, The Rock. The Rock always had something to say you rarely caught him like on a stumble Mm -hmm. or like not a quick response. He's right there always. And as a kid, it taught me to always have something to say. Nobody can get the best of you with your words. There's no, like you're ready. I I keep it low,
0: but that's so much easier said than done. And to have that sharp tongue and that sharp mind and to be able to like lash that out at the right time. That's art.
1: You've already lost before you step in. Yeah.
0: Would you ever want to be involved in wrestling more? I mean, whether it was like you doing an angle or you wanting to be a part of like the creative team, is that something you'd ever be interested in?
1: It's always been a dream to work in the WWE. Like I've always been a super supporter of them, you know, just a, just from a, a fan standpoint. And, uh, I'm good friends with, um, my cool guy, Freddie Prince Jr., FPJ, fucking smart ass. But anyway.
0: <laughs> he is. I don't know him that well, but we brought him in when we were doing backstage. And, like, I was really impressed how much he still really kept up on all things WWE. Like, you, he could have just been on the writing team again, instantly.
1: You'll never hear him stutter. Straight to the point. Great combo. Ended. Like, he's a beat. <laughs> FPJ is my god but yeah I went to school for screenwriting at USC yeah. so like I I really dig that feeling you can give somebody with writing so yeah anything anything they really need from me and of course you know you gotta get in the ring they're passing that 24-7 around like it's not
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean listen Bad Bunny bringing that on SNL but yeah I mean come on you deserve to get in there i mean we got peter rosenberg out there doing some whack-ass roll-up and he did it Uh, so weird (laughs) he texted me after he said that wasn't a roll-up i'm like i don't care what that was it was like a point of entry it was so weird i'd be like
1: yep that's there forever (laughs)
0: You know it's got to kill him, too, to watch that back. you be like, oh, I kind of botched that. Yeah, we got to yeah. put it on a
1: shirt. Somebody put yeah. it on a shirt, send me that. I'll rock the hell out of
0: it. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA InPlay. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA in play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcome of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you even more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA in play. So the action's always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA in play today. Uh, okay. So if you could take someone from wrestling and bring them into your world, who do you think would really be able to break out as an actor?
1: Seth Rollins could bring him wherever I needed to be. Seth Rollins would be dope. Um, Randy Orton, that's God, he's just he's just so easy to hate. I know. That's why I love him. He's it. so
0: obnoxiously good.
1: It's like,
0: ugh.
1: Randy is the man.
0: I feel so, like every year we're like, this is the best year for Randy. Randy's at his peak right now. And then the next yeah. year, he keeps out doing himself.
1: And they don't give him credit. They don't. Times, and it's never mentioned. But I got to hear about Cena every corner I go. It's <laughs> one ever. I, I cannot wait to have Cena. Randy
0: on this show to get him to open up and talk some shit. Because Randy's oh. shit talking is also on another oh, level.
1: St. Louis, Missouri.
0: <laughs> right? Honestly, look out. Unbelievable. Uh,
1: and also, my guy shouted me out. So I got to shout him out. I got to work with CM Punk.
0: So he does want to work with you. I remember we, yeah. that was on backstage, I believe, that we talked about that. Or maybe it was when we were, did my show, we talked about that. Yeah, I think it
1: was this. I think it, was it was on this. here. Yeah. yeah.
0: He's someone because he just worked on that heels show um, mm-hmm. with Stephen Amel. So, I mean, he is definitely looking to get yeah. out there and do some stuff.
1: Gotta work with my dude. Yeah. I'll so connect you guys. A I'll super I'm ice cream fan. And I fuck with him heavy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so good Uh, okay so you mentioned ice cube of course your father um your breakout role was getting to play your father in uh, straight out of compton were you more nervous to go in to play your dad or was it sort of like a duck to water of like yeah it's my dad obviously i can do that
1: it was for sure both because it the um i've told this story before but I was...
0: I'm sorry, I know you've told this story. No, before. no, 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 no. For
1: no, t- t- anybody <laughs> out there listening, like, ah, this motherfucker told the
0: story. I know. <laughs> well, shut up and listen to him.
1: God. Um, but, so, it was my second year of college. I'm eating cereal, watching TV in the kitchen. He comes, and he's like, hey, they're taking this NWA movie seriously. I'm like, oh, that's dope, dad. Good look. I'm thinking, what he's about to ask me, he was like, in a perfect world, I will have you play me. I'm going to have to get you an acting coach. I said, yes, please. And he's like, I'm going to have to get you an acting coach. And you got to audition. You got to to earn it. I was like, easy. All right. um, Can I leave school? (laughs) I I can see it in his face. He was like, but you have to make it work. So that's basically my career right now. But when I first got it, you know, it's universal. It's not like some indie. This isn't some like, like it's universal studio. I'm either going to not get the part and everyone's gonna call me an idiot. I'm gonna get the part and the movie's gonna be bad. (laughs) Or like, you know, I was just putting every terrible scenario that I could. Mm -hmm. I was just scared to death. But the auditioning process took two years. What? I was in the middle of my second year. I watched all my friends graduate on Instagram. (laughs)
0: yeah so i'm thinking my life is over (laughs) what were you doing during that two years because yeah you could have just finished school and still been auditioning
1: i could have just finished school but i was just full of fear not knowing what i'm gonna do with my life and then you know lo and behold they were like we want you to do a screen test which is we're going to see which actors work together
0: this was during the two years, or this is like the tail this end is
1: of the end. This is the end right here.
0: Oh, my Lord. Yeah,
1: so I'm stressed. And I'm like, all right, this is the best news that I've heard. And I walk in, and I see a guy in a jerry curl wig. So immediately, I'm like, yo, what's up, man? You going for easy? He says, no, I'm going for Q. And I look. <laughs> You're doing what? <laughs> now I know that this is my competition that I'm doing this with.
0: Did that make you like more cutthroat or that kind of stressed you out more?
1: Well, that's the thing. That's where the switch happened. At first I was just so scared and so worried. But when that moment happened, I've been working on this part for two years. This is my father. And when that moment happened, when that dude looked up and said like, yeah, I'm going for Q, it turned on. And I was like, can't nobody tell me shit about this shit. And I was over. I was frowning the whole day. Uh, went over to him, introduced myself. I'm O'Shea Jackson Jr. Bitch. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was ready to go after that. You can't really tell me now. There's my guy. The whole reason why I did the movie is because as a son, when your father asks you to do anything that's not take out the trash, it's huge. It's like, (laughs)
0: fuck,
1: my dude needs me. Like, you know, I got to do this. And if I would have went into a theater and saw somebody playing my dad and they did something wrong... It stick with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, we always have music artists and when they die, we play them like they were just Michael Jordan. You know, then that, that was it. We mm-hmm. we didn't appreciate what we had when we had it. And I didn't want them to do that for my guy. Give him his flowers while he can smell them. They gotta see the superhero that I see every day.
0: That's Wild. What? A, I had no idea it took you that long. Like that it was a two year auditioning process. Over that time, you either are going to get so fed up with it that you get a case of the fuckets and you can thrive, or each time is more nerve wracking because you've invested so much time and effort into it
1: and i had no other way to go like in my mind like
0: you had to make it work
1: <laughs> yeah, i got to make it work
0: what were like some of your some of the ticks of your dad that you picked up that nobody else would have been able to notice from him
1: my dad got this look when you know when he knows you bullshit it's this kind of sit and wait it's not the frown it's not it's just dry <laughs> <laughs> and you know like I might as well just stop talking.
0: i <laughs> have <laughs> been found out real quick.
1: Yeah, man. And he does it, like, all the time, even when you, when I just know him. And so I see it. My brother would tell you, it's this look. And, of course, I notice it all through it. I know that I'm doing it. But people don't know. Dre told me one time that he was like, it's just something about how y'all both walk. So I had to okay. walk down. And my dad's funny. Ice Cube is not funny. O'Shea Jackson is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll spend most of our time just turning on TV so we can make fun of people.
0: What do you guys watch?
1: American Dad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I need to get more on the American Dad bandwagon cuz we've been watching like obviously we watch Family Guy all the time but, oh, but Family Guy be
1: wacky sometimes. Yeah. American Dad weird. is some real ass shit.
0: They get away with so much stuff, especially in this day of like, oh my god, you can't say anything. You can't do yeah. that. You can and they they do it in a way that is so like palpable. It's it's so funny.
1: <laughs> so funny. And it's 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 disrespected. You know, it's disrespected because family guy is family guy. Sure. But American dad, some funny shit. We'll sit there. You know, I got my I got my three-year-old. So, you know, my dad is granddad now. Yeah. And we'll sit there and just giggle our asses off watching American (laughs) Dad. Have you
0: developed that same look to give to your own daughter? Do you have like your dad looks?
1: I got mine from my mom.
0: Okay. Because mom looks are no joke. I'm about to be a mom and if I don't develop what my mom used to give me, I'm screwed.
1: It comes with uh, fatigue. It comes with tired of your shit. Because when I first had my daughter, every look I gave her was a smile. It's like, oh my God. And then my mom tells me when she turned, when she was about to turn two, because of her terrible twos and all that, Mm -hmm. threes are really where they're terrible, all right? Two, she's still learning shit. Three, she's got three years of experience. She feel like she knows something. My mom told me right when she was about to turn two, she says, Shay, you got to work on your look. What do you mean? That no bullshit look. And I'm like... All right. All right. So it comes with over time, me having moments of, didn't I tell you not to do that? <laughs> or like, shit. Hey, can you keep it down, please? Uh uh one second, okay? All right. Hold on. Don't touch that. Those those moments build your look of <laughs>
0: it's developed over time. It's an acquired, learned yeah.
1: look. It's pain from them too. <laughs>
0: How has it been uh, having a three-year-old during a pandemic when we're all at home? I mean, I know you're out in Virginia and all that, but like, that's got to be tough.
1: It's weird because, you know, she's used to going outside. She still does still find ways to get into the the playground and things like that. But in that beginning, in the beginning, when everybody was, you know, the world was ending, you know, it was just over. This is it. I knew it. Dad's house doesn't have as big of a backyard as granddad's. So you know <laughs> I'm all, we're always over there. She gets to play outside. She gets to do like, you know, just a lot of things. They've just been, you know, a blessing with that because they know, they know it's, it's going to be hard for yeah. her to be cooped up. You have to keep her entertained.
0: So much and, energy to expel too. And like, Oh my gosh.
1: And I wanted to, uh, I was going to kill my friend Roman because I had just came back from seeing my daughter and he's like, Hey, um, so, uh, you gotta go get tested. Why? Well, no, I was hanging out no with wow. Marlon <laughs> and we just found out Marlon has it. I was so scared because I just had my baby, like oh. rubbing my face all on her, yes. you know? And I'm just like, it was so stressful. Parent stress, Oh nothing you can do about it.
0: But luckily you it. didn't, you didn't have it.
1: No, no, no. I was fine.
0: Oh, thank God. Roman
1: is just a weirdo. His birthday's coming up. But yeah, man.
0: Oh. <laughs> He's <laughs> just Marlon. messing with you. He's no, that's like God. absolutely terrifying. Absolutely not. Don't play that game. I'm I not did not. Of COVID. No, but
1: it wasn't a game. Marlon, the, our friend Marlon really did have it.
0: Oh, he did. Marlon okay. was
1: there with him the day he found out. Oh, like, Ew.
0: Now, COVID <laughs> can suck it a thousand different <laughs> ways.
1: Way to go, Roman. That's from my yeah, thing.
0: Oral Sessions is proud to be presented by FanDuel. You guys never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great! FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Uh, Why do I play FanDuel? I play FanDuel because I'm new to the fantasy game. I kind of need somebody to hold my hand through the whole process. And the thing with the FanDuel Fantasy app is that it's so incredibly easy to use. Even a dumb dumb like me can make it work. And if you happen to be a fence sitter like yours, truly, you guys can pick a new team every single game. You can switch it up. You can change your mind. It's all up to you. Ball is in your court. So FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match up to 500 smackaroos when you make your first deposit. Just go to FanDuel.com slash cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash cowherd. FanDuel, more ways to win. Straight out of Compton. If you were to do another biopic, who would you want to play?
1: Hmm. I don't know. It's cool to do, you know, biopics because you get to like really know a, a person. Like my dad is one thing, but I did another one in um in uh, uh, Just Mercy.
0: Oh my god, so good, dude! You were so good in that.
1: Man, and, yeah. Oh my! I, when they
0: did when they did the rollout at the end, yo! Did, oh my god. <laughs>
1: It was so oh, it was so sad. Anthony Hinton, my man, such a cool dude too. Yeah, I, um, I took that part, and I was because it's already one thing to be a junior, but you look for ways to make your own lane. And when you have a, a father of, of of mine, I have his name, look just like him. Yeah, and then the first thing I do is play him in a movie. <laughs> Yeah. Like, listen, dude, you're you're doing great so far. Making your own lane. <laughs> so was
0: like,
1: to make sure I wasn't typecasted, to make sure they knew that I wasn't just a one-trick pony, I tried to pick movies of all kinds. Uh, I did a rom-com right after Sharon Compton with Ingrid. Well, I remember
0: when I first met you and I was like, dude, I just had so- I'd seen Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. Ingrid- and I loved that movie. You were so movie. great in it. I loved it.
1: Yeah, then that got me a different type of buzz than Straight of Content did. Mm-hmm. It was like on the indie circuit, went to Sundance. Variety had me top 10 performances. It was great. I was like, you're all right, a scene stealer.
0: It. Like you really take these moments and you really like make the most of it.
1: That's what you have to do, all mm-hmm. right? And especially in a supporting role. If I'm on screen for 22 minutes out of a two-hour movie, you're going to remember every single one of my 22 minutes. And a supporting role gives you that shot, not so much the lead all the time, but like a supporting role. If you want to steal it, that's a good spot. Like everybody likes Luke Skywalker, but everybody fucks with Han Solo.
0: Yes.
1: Like yeah, yes. you want to, you want to be Woody? Plus Lightyear is the coolest fucking toy <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> like, you know, and that's just always been my thing to take different roles comedies, action, uh, the blockbuster. And I I reached the point where I was like, okay, let me get back to my original setup, a dramatic biopic. And then uh, I was presented Just Mercy and I looked up Anthony Ray Hinton and the way that I've connected to him was how he talked about his mother. He talked about his mom in such a way that like, you could hear every bit of love from him. When he is crying, when he is laughing, he spent so much time talking about how it hurt that he wasn't able to say goodbye to his mom when she mm. passed. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, I, I love my mama too. It's crazy. <laughs> so, it's like, we connect. And he hates the Boston Red Sox. And I hate the Boston Celtics.
0: You already went off on Sasha Banks. I mean, that's that's the one notch against her. She's from Boston. Sorry, that's girl.
1: The only thing, Renee. <laughs> Um, Otherwise,
0: she's perfect. Perfect. I know she doesn't have that Boston accent so much, though.
1: Yeah, because she's she's too swagged out. <laughs> too swagged out for. Her. Oh ah. my god. Ah.
0: So, okay, so when you're going into these scenes though, and doing those supporting roles, are you thinking each time that they give you action, you're like, "How am I going to kind of get my shit in here and steal this scene?" Or is it just an energy that you have that does it?
1: I have to get my feet wet. Every day, I have butterflies and, like, nervousness and anxiousness before I go home. There's so many times at work, i hear pictures up and under my breath, and I'm mic so they hear it. I go, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I've done this a hundred times. Relax. What is that feeling? Even this. I was nervous as hell to do this. What? He said, oh, "We're going to be talking about wrestling and you." I was like, "I love both those things. I can do that. That's fine." And still, it's this feeling I get. So once I get my feet wet and I'm comfortable I'm shooting off the hip, yeah, and I'm a tour bus baby. So like, improvising and talking shit back is like my forte. Like that's the world I live in. But if you got a big scene, you usually read that the night before. And in that supporting role, you gotta shine when you can shine. And if you hit it, you'll, you'll last forever.
0: How terrifying is it when you're in a moment like that and you're like, I don't know my fucking lines. Has that ever happened? It must have.
1: Unless I know it's a like a monster. Sure. Yeah. But Renee, I be reading my lines in hair and makeup. It's something that hasn't bit me in my ass yet because everybody seems so happy when I'm done.
0: Uh, Okay, who do you want to work with? What's, like, your dream cast scenario? Is it a director you want to work with, an actor you want to work with? If you can, like, sort of set up the parameters for your dream situation, what's that look like?
1: All right, I want to work with Wes Anderson. Hell yes. I just love those movies.
0: They're the best. they're They're so whimsical and dreamy and quirky.
1: The fucking banter is crazy. It's just really, I just love Wes Anderson movies. Um, Brad Pitt I said a long time ago when I started acting they were like what are you going to do with your acting career say I, I want to be Black Pitt <laughs> Brad Pitt is like the coolest fucking god
0: what's your favorite Brad Pitt movie
1: oh Tyler Durden
0: how can it not be right
1: that's what I was like that's him Mom. it's the baddest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life and uh 12 Monkeys love 12 Monkeys oh yeah Fury he was dope I like Inglorious Bastards of course me, Joe Black, I remember that was the first movie Oof. that ever made I'm a, I'm a little kid, made me laugh <laughs> during a death scene, and it's not fun. <laughs> Getting hit by those cars.
0: It's <laughs> insane. Oh my god, I've not seen that movie in so long, but I remember seeing that too and it like rocked my world. I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what?
1: Yeah, I just couldn't man, I couldn't take it, but he's just so dope. And, um, oh, and, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, him and Leo being together, that was ridiculous. you know. But of course, Leo, Leo, uh, big ice cube fan. Uh, I saw him once and you know, he, he'll, he'll spit a verse. Um, Really? Yeah. He'll, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio don't play. He knows, he knows some spit. Cool. Okay. Yeah.
0: He, uh. I I assume that he has like many models around him while he's doing this, which I also appreciate. Some of them
1: fly. Yeah. It's dope. I love it. I
0: love it. (laughs) Good for him. Yeah, Ride man. that out. He is the man. Um, how was it for you? I mean, you kind of talked about it earlier about just like wanting to create your own path. I mean, I know you've dabbled in music yourself as well, yeah. but what was like that moment for you that was like, no, I want to be an actor. And that's like, the, like, I mean, you studied uh, screenwriting at USC. Yeah. So that was like the big plan the whole time. But like what really triggered that?
1: Yeah. I, I tried the music thing. Um, and then my, my love for film kind of pulled me away from it. I, I didn't know that I wanted to be a writer until I had a teacher show me mm-hmm. that like, no, listen, this is what you want to do. Like, why don't you think about doing this? It was um, two teachers, actually. Hernan Delealde. Yeah, that was my guy. I got homeschooled from seventh to, uh, to 12th grade. And I hated it. I thought I was like, this is stupid. I'm never going to know anything that anybody's doing. All my friends are gone. But it is from nine to one, which is not a tough gig. That's not bad. And so um, I'm a big daydreamer. And, you know, in homeschool, I got a one-on-one teacher. You can't hide. You know, in a classroom of 30, it's easy for a kid to kind of hide. And he said, he gave me a notebook. He was like, Here. Write down everything that's going on in your head because you're not talking about anything that I'm doing right now. I was like, all right. I wrote like a, a handwritten, like 120-page script.
0: Oh, my just, God.
1: Just writing, 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 writing. And it's this whole fucking story. And he would always give me like 30 to an hour to just keep writing. And it's like, and like during class to give me a little, you know, I gave you your time. Now, you know, pay attention to this. And it ended up, you know, being a dope story. And it was like, have you ever thought about writing a script? And so, um, yeah, we we kind of got into that. And then, you know, Rochelle was like, yeah, you know, USC, it's like the type school you could go to for what you're doing. And her and Hernan kind of put my head towards going to USC. And then Rochelle gave me uh, a journal and on the front of it, it said, go confidently in the direction of your dreams and live the life that you have imagine. And I was
0: That's Rochelle.
1: fucking right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking right.
1: I just dig movies a little bit more. I like creating that world that makes, you know, it's movies They're just so films are so powerful. Everybody's had that movie that when you were a kid, like for me was Blade. Yeah. When I came home from watching Blade, I took my fucking, the little twisty thing you take off the blinds. I was... Hacking shit all in that house. But <laughs> <laughs> like I am Blade. And I wanted to do that for random people.
0: Okay, so you just mentioned that you were homeschooled. How yeah. did you have any friends? Where did you meet your friends?
1: I met my, my friends in K through
0: seven. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: I just locked them in and was just like, you know, how's everybody doing? And in the middle of middle school, that's when people are growing up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I grew up away from it, you know, just kind of away from certain dramas. Uh, I wasn't there for the the high school click up. Like I went back to public school for my senior year. And I remember I had a, a, a friend of mine. I'm not going to put you on blast. A friend of mine uh, from uh, elementary, he said, so who are you going to hang with? I said, what? All of y'all. What do you mean? Who's not here? And he's like, no, like, you know. I'm like no, I don't. He's like, well, this is upper launch, this is lower launch. This is like, we have like sections. That's where people hang out. And if you over there, you hanging out with them, motherfuckers. we're not coming. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I don't know. It's weird. It was. Dude, it was, what
0: about dating? How did you like? What was like your first dating situation like? Or like meeting girls?
1: All right. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's a little fact about Shay. All right. Mom. uh, When I was in kindergarten, I asked my mom, why do I have to go to school? You know, I got the life here. Why do I have to go to school? Yeah. Well, you have to go to school so uh, you can get a job and make a lot of money. And so you can find a wife and get married. I was like, that's it. It's like, that's it. So first day I walk in, this is girl, Shanae. And I go ask her, hey, I like you. Do you want to be my girlfriend? She's like yeah, so, <laughs> bam, wife solved. I'm halfway out of school forever. <laughs> <laughs> now if I can just figure out how to get this other fucking part, and she was right because as soon as I found a job like, that can make me a lot of money, I left school. So I finished my fucking checklist. But what yeah. happened
0: to Shanae? Where's Shanae? I
1: don't know. We never broke up either.
0: Oh, so it's <laughs> okay.
1: five <85 laughs> years strong. <laughs> I keep girlfriends for a long time. Oh, because you yeah.
0: like you're like a good monogamous long-term yeah. relationship like, I'm, kind I'm of guy. Cool like, it
1: has to really reach a point of like, ah, I'm out for it to like, you know, go down that way. But yeah, so you know, I find a girl, I'll be with a girl for like a long ass time. And so looked up and I was in college. So it was all great.
0: <laughs> Are you single right now?
1: Yeah. Right now oh. my right now my lady is Miss Jordan Rain Jackson, my daughter.
0: That's the best. Well, I mean, I feel like dating during this COVID world would suck a big one. So.
1: Yeah. I'm a homebody. I heard I got to stay home forever. I was like, chill.
0: I don't know how people are doing. Cause like, I mean, my husband and I met through WWE, but other than, I don't know how people date. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people like meet each other. I have no idea. DM Uh, (laughs) Slide up into those DMS. How much pressure is there on you? Uh, Obviously, you know, being Ice Cube's son. But that aside, your parents have been together for like 30 years. Those are big shoes, man. Like, damn.
1: First of all, they're hilarious. Okay. And they love each other and they're big old babies. (laughs) It takes the littlest thing to like hurt the other one's feelings. And it's because they're just such a good team. So it's just like, where are you acting like? They love each other to fucking death. But if you get them both mad at you.
0: Oh, shit.
1: It's so whack. And it brought me and my siblings closer together because we see when they're about to do it. And now we help each other. But no, 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 no. Daryl, I got this. (laughs) I know what they're about to do. Did Daryl get
0: upset that you got to be O'Shea Jackson Jr. and he's Daryl?
1: No, he's doing the music thing. He's just Uh, about to do, he's about to executive produce some lynch mob albums. So like, we both like, it was funny because my brother got me into movies as far as like, you know, things to watch. And once we like reached a point, we kind of like switch spots, you know? And like, he's, he's always loved rap. Yeah. But he just has such a knowledge of, of dope films and dope actors and all this. And then when it came to the point where it was like time to figure out what we're doing with our lives, I went to movies and he went to music. Should I look just like that. Like, what are you? <laughs> uh, sorry, dude. Fuck. Sorry. Oh, damn. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, my dude is super supportive. He used to be part of my crew. Him and my uncle, I would just bring with me every set. Every set. I know they would have my back. And when I didn't feel like being the bad guy. You just send your big brother to go do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank God for that, right? Was yeah. Daryl with you? Because you used to tour with your dad, right? And you were like, it's hype, man. Did you guys do that together?
1: Yeah. Is
0: that your first job? Technically,
1: my first job was a PA on Are We Done Yet?
0: Oh, okay.
1: Had the walkie, had everything. I was a PA. So all y'all PAs out there. <laughs>
0: do it, man. Shout yeah, out to the PAs. Shout out
1: to the PAs because my... I was the only one that could get my dad out of his trailer. They didn't really, like, make me do... I'm 15. It's illegal. But, like, you know, I'm there. I took my shit serious. Like, I took it, like, you know, I got to make sure I fucking do this. Not, I don't want to lose my walking. And, of course, you slack when you find time. But I remember my first day. My dad walks on the set. He's ready to go. And so I go up to him, and he's like... I was like, yeah, Dad, look, they gave me a walkie. He goes, son, don't talk to talent. <laughs> And walked off. i was like, all right, you got me. But that's him. He's going to shoot jokes at you. But yeah, tour life. Those were some of the dopest times with my brother because I was 18, he was 22, and it was some wild times.
0: I can't imagine if I had to go hype up my dad. My dad's not Ice Cube, so it's a little difficult to be like, oh, my dad's like a fast typer. Like, I don't know what I'm going (laughs) to talk about. But like, how do you do that?
1: I get a fucking kick out of watching my dad be super dope. Like, like, when I see him in pocket, like when I see the shift, mm-hmm. when he is no longer himself, he's no longer like he's just in it, is full on ice cube, and he's having a ball. It's like the best feeling. Like me and my brother look at each other like, oh, yeah, he, he's in it tonight.
0: He's
1: <laughs> all no one tonight. Don't touch that man. He's too hot. Don't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> and like I get a I get a kick out of that. And so if I can make him look even doper, I'm about to rock this motherfucker tonight. Like we it's about to go, it's about to be mayhem. And it's my guy. You know, I like everything he do. So I just, yeah, it's to hype him up. I could hype up my dad for anything. I'll make he could sell water to a drowning man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the ice cubes to an Eskimo no problem the guy's got it um all right let's talk a little Kobe here and some Lakers uh I mean obviously with the, the passing of Kobe was incredibly tragic and that struck you quite a bit I mean I know you were really big on social media talking about Kobe your connection growing up in LA being a huge Lakers fan uh yeah. what's like your first memory of being able to see Kobe
1: the forum I uh I pride myself as a Laker for being a forum Laker fan. You know, no disrespect to those who jumped in, you know, from from Staples. I don't know. It was just something about that building that just mm-hmm. reminds me of my childhood. And I just I really like those times and I hate that Shaq and Kobe didn't get one in there. Right, it was like, oh. like you know, these are these are the walls with Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and yeah, it, it always kind of irked me that the year we leave, we get one. It's like like it was written up,
0: yeah, so like, predetermined. Fuck,
1: I, but it's the start, you know, it's the start of a new era. So as you know, I, I guess that's all right. But yeah, I, I love my Lakers, Kobe. I, I remember the time seeing him at the Forum. But I was a Shaq fan at that time in my age. He was, like, the biggest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And so, you know, it was all about Shaq. And then at a certain point, that hair started to grow out. And, you know, we moved to Staples. And this motherfucker's cool, mom. I don't know. I got I to gotta rock with Kobe. I got to be with Kobe. Like, Kobe's the man. And then Shaq left me and, you know, went to Miami. And Rude. Ended in Boston. By the way, Shaq, you ran and got hurt. Just running. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll talk about Shaq in a second, too, because there's a lot to unpack there.
1: You were a Celtic when you got hurt, Shaq, your last time. I just want you to know. I love you. Yeah, I've just always been a Laker fan. At work, they know I'm the biggest Laker fan. And so when they all were talking shit to me about the, um, what's that team? Uh, the Clippers.
0: <laughs> who? Who? What? Yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, who? Who?
1: Who? Who? I made sure. So when I came back to work, this is just behind me, by the way. I didn't know you were in.
0: Oh my I, god.
1: I gotta remind them every
0: <laughs> that's just in your hotel room. Every chance I
1: <laughs> that the Lakers won the NBA title and that Larry is back home.
0: Oh my god, that's amazing. That's a good cast right there. I mean, they're hooking you up.
1: Listen, it was behind me. It was behind <laughs> me. I just like to remind It's myself. like
0: you keep it as a shrine next to your bed. Yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't bring you some good juju, I don't know what will.
1: Well, oh, go Lakers. from the Hey, from the bottom of my heart, go Lakers.
0: Like he's supposed to wrestle Cody Rhodes in AEW. How do you think this is going to go? Ooh,
1: God, I know them Turner checks is stupid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they better be shit.
1: No, but you know, Shaq is a Laker. You know, I respect Cody for everything that he's done. You know, there, there's always going to be people that that choose. You know, you're going to choose a side. First of all, his dad to be a legend. Mm-hmm. It's automatic connection with me. I know yeah. he's had the same talk. Which is why I love Kobe. Which is why I love the Rock. Is because their dads did it. And they went into the field and took the family name to new heights. And when you have a legendary family name, it's fucking difficult to do. It's a lot of pressure as a a son to live up to a man with such a legacy. You know, what I've learned is if I were trying to get over the mountain or, you know, out of the shadow, with my dad, at least, it's like climbing a mountain and then you look up. And that motherfucker is still making the mountain. So you're never going to get out of it. The Best thing to do is you're not trying to get out of a shadow. You are building an empire. This I is the my father laid. And this is what I laid. And the next one's going to lay this until you got a, a massive land, as far as the eye can see. And Cody is doing his fucking thing. Say what you want. He got his ass up and took that shit to new heights.
0: If that doesn't pump you up, I mean, knowing Cody and knowing when he was leaving WWE and being like, shit, he doesn't like the way things are going here and he wants to go do his own thing. But then to see what he's been able to go and do and the legacy he's now building for himself. I mean, how can you not be inspired by that? It's its amazing.
1: I have a soft spot for Shane McMahon. I got a soft spot for Charlotte, Usos. Everybody assumes that, yes, it's easier. They look at the gift and they don't look at the curse. And the curse is that drive to even want to do it. You know, there's a burn that happens when you're the first. When you're the third, when you're second generation, third generation, your life has been great because of the first. So, you know, it's just like chill. But there's a want that has to happen for you to like want to be on your two feet that certain people in our position as, you know, Generational don't have, and they you know it's okay. Your parents work hard, so you don't you don't have to. Right. But those people that gotta get they they get their ass up and and get it done, I would yell. We we're at WrestleMania thirty two, and Shane jumps off and falls off the hell in the cell.
0: Oh my god! I yell, Shane, you're a billionaire. You don't have to, do you don't have to jump. <laughs> you're too rich to be doing that.
1: But he does. Because he knows he's laying his, his fucking footprint. Mm-hmm. Shane McMahon has had some fucking matches that Vince would never.
0: He's done a lot of shit that Vince would have never done. Oh, yeah.
1: And he's always out there as some fresh Jays, Shane. <laughs> I see you.
0: Every fresh time. J's, coast to coast. I mean, nothing slows <laughs> that dude down ever. You're he's a madman. Legitimately, he's a madman. He works in function. I mean, you're Vince McMahon's kid. You're gonna function on a different level. Yeah, I'm gonna go hard as shit. King of the <laughs> ring.
1: Kurt, throw me through this fucking window. Uh, they're telling us not to, Shane. Do it. You're a sick fuck.
0: Yes. 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 That 100%. He is a sick fuck. He got in a helicopter crash and was just like, okay.
1: Sorry like, for the helicopter. He dipped out.
0: I, no. Like, I remember hearing that. And I'm like, Shane, are you okay? He's like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's fine. Just like dusted it off back in the ring. I'm like, what?
1: Here comes the fucking money, man.
0: For real. For real.
1: I got a soft spot for for generational talent. And, you know, right now I'm I'm rooting. I'm rooting hard for Bronny Jr. But Bron James Jr., that's difficult as fuck.
0: With you having your daughter, what do you, like, anticipate for her to, like, to have that drive? To want to, now she's going to want to step in your footsteps and exceed the things that you've been able to do.
1: Listen. When I found out that the baby was going to be a girl, said so this is my opportunity to make the baddest lady on the planet. She's going to be the shit. Like I just need <laughs> her to just be dope I and mean, like every aspect. She's going to she's going to be dope as long as she just stays with with Papa. <laughs> watch my rest. she her first wrestling match she watched was Macho Man versus Crush. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> He sat up like and her, you know, babies don't have balance altogether. She sat up and watched that whole match, not a word.
0: Oh my god. I was like, fuck yeah. Y'all
1: see you know, like y'all see this?
0: You have to bring her around. Once stuff like opens up again, like you you gotta bring her around and introduce her to everybody.
1: Oh yeah, man. Oh.
0: Get her a little robe made up.
1: He's a fucking star.
0: <laughs> okay my last thing i want to talk to you about raiders are going to be in las vegas which is where i live how do i prepare to go to a, a raiders game i've never been i don't know what to anticipate the only other huge raiders fan that i know is bray wyatt so i need to figure out how to prepare for this because it's a shit storm is it not
1: oh they're gonna be so mad at me right now Renee, when i oh, say oh god them. what do you need to prepare for a raider game you got to make sure whether or not you're in the black hole because the black hole gets crazy.
0: OK, what's the black hole? I don't know the black hole.
1: Some people will tell you like the whole thing's the black hole. But no, there's a certain section and it is where the rowdies are. And, you know, that 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 used to be some real treacherous folks. You know, <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it's always a good time. You're going to meet people from from everywhere. And you just got to fucking go hard. You got to go hard for the Raiders. You got to go like like, that, that fan base is just amazing. And, you know, a lot of it is just, you know, through the years, um, I know people from LA, you know, LA Raiders, you know, till they die. And so, you know, there's that attachment no matter where they are. And, you know, I wasn't around for the LA Raiders, uh, Run or their Super Bowl win. So, you know, like mentally, I just wasn't there. 90, what, three or no, whatever the fuck it was. 94 is when they left. Either way, you see, I don't care. But (laughs) the biggest thing, and the biggest thing that you have to prepare for when you're at a Raider game is a loss, baby. Oh my God. Get prepared for that loss. This fucking team, man. I've seen my father. I've seen my poor father. Beat his head into the (laughs) wall with his fucking team, all right? They will always have a place in my heart because of my dad. But you fucking, you Raiders always figure out a way to just fuck it up for him. And it kills me. It fucking kills me. The Raiders ain't been good since the logo had both eyes.
0: (laughs) (sighs) See, you are prepared to throw out burns at any given moment. There it was. That was prime execution. Hell yes. Firing from both hips, baby. (laughs) Let those Raider fans hear it. it.
1: I mean, I feel bad. When they lost to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl, and my dad was crushed, I went to school the next day head-to-toe in Raider gear for him. (laughs) I do it for my dad. But you team always find a way to just raider shit up so i'm from los angeles they're not even in california anymore
0: Mm -mm, they're not your problem anymore
1: la all day and twice on sundays go ram viva la Ramilia.
0: (laughs) all right so if i go to a raiders game i just got to get blackout drunk and hope for the best that's what they do That's what they do during the
1: game. That's what they
0: do in the crowd. All right, O'Shea, I know that you're a busy man. I really appreciate that you popped on here, shot the shit with me about a million different things. We'll get you in touch with CM Punk. You guys can go do a movie together. Call up Brad Pitt. It's all happening.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm super down. Of course, I've been dying to get on here. Yes. Um, Something I just want people to know. Kurt Angle. Uh, I always hated you. I always hated you. You You're so good at your job. You're a fucking legend. And you just made me hate you so much. Chris Jericho. I met you. I told you I hated you. I hated you too. You were just so good. Now that I'm older and I appreciate the art. You're so good at your job. You're a legend. And I can't stand you, but I love you to death. And, um, Oh yeah. Roman Reigns feet never hit the floor. The greatest Royal Rumble ever to never explore.
0: Hear <laughs> uh, <laughs> all pump. of your grievances. Get it out. Let them know. <laughs> Let them all know this is the opportunity. They deserve to hear this. And when pump more
1: Randy Orton, 13-time world champion. Yes. Pump it up more.
0: Yes. Also, you can check out his clothing gear, Slither. You can find it on his Instagram or whatever.
1: Yeah. I'm fucking... Yeah. I'm an ad-to-part type guy, Renee. I'm real <laughs> active heart. Oh, and Lakers and five. Lakers and five.
0: Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Lakers and five. All right. Well, we've summed up a lot of stuff here. Yeah. I appreciate it. You're the best. Thanks for coming on, dude.
1: No problem. Uh please hit me anytime. I am terribly bored in Virginia.
0: Oh, great. I'm I mean, I'm here in Vegas, just drinking iced coffee all day. So get ready.
1: Buckle up. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> all
0: right, thank you. No problem. Bye. All right. Big time. Thank you to O'Shea for joining me on the show today. This was so much fun and fun for me to have on somebody. I mean, I love being able to have on the wrestlers and the fighters and all that. But as we're expanding and growing and the show's the show's feet are wet, the the, the feet are in the water. We are having a foot bath at this point, Uh, but expanding the show and having on different people from different walks of life. I couldn't have asked for a better first guest straight out the gates for that. This guy crushed it. And we could have talked for a million hours. What a guy. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Again, like I said at the beginning, make sure you follow this guy through all the things he's doing. I mean, he's in Virginia working on a new show. Uh, so we can kind of wait to see what's going to happen with that. When that's going to drop, when the world starts to open up and people are working and studios are functioning again, it's all coming together. It's all happening. Um, and then for us here on the old podcast, you guys know where to follow me at Renee Paquette on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to follow all things to volume network, which uh, their handles are at the volume sports. That's both Instagram and Twitter. Um, and then we also have a YouTube page or I have a YouTube page. Just search my name, Renee Paquette, because you guys are gonna be able to see all of the video from these interviews. Maybe, you know, I can upload some bonus content on there as well. We, we've not got there yet, but we're going to get there. So yeah, don't miss out on some of the, the video footage. It's on there. I mean, subscribe, please subscribe. We're trying to get those numbers up, trying to grow it, subscribe, like comment, all the works, you know what to do. Um, cause yeah, you don't want to miss some of the, the footage of these interviews and we are slowly releasing the full length interviews as well. So buckle up kids. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with me again this week on the oral sessions. I'll catch you later. Bye.